Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. Hi, friends. Um, If we have not met, like Reed said, I am Michaela or MK or Mick. Um, whichever you'd like to call me. And in typical CCF fashion, I will be displaying a few photos of my family. Um, so to start on, um, up here is my sister. We sometimes get told we look like twins and we sometimes get told we look nothing alike. So do with that what you will. Um, that's Kirsten, she's my younger sister, two years younger than me. It's just us and it's great. Um, And then over here are my parents, um, Carla and Aaron, and I love them dearly. They're great. Um, Next slide, please. Thank you. And then, yes, I'm getting married, if you don't know. Um, This is my lovely fiance, Hunter. Um, He's incredible. And then our pup, Milo. He had to be on there. Yep. Go dogs. Um, (laughs) So um, before we get into it, Um, I'd just like to pray really quick. So bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I just invite you into this space right now. Um, Use my story, God, to ultimately tell your story. Um, Speak through me, God, what you want to say to this body. We love you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, if I had it my way, I'd probably stop telling you about myself, like, right now. Um, And everything would be fine and dandy, and we could talk about anything else, and it'd be great. Um, But that's not really the point of a testimony, so here we are. Um, There's a question that I've wrestled with for a very long time. I'd bet, I'd guess that perhaps we've all pondered it a time or two. Why am I here? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Does life have any meaning? For some context, I grew up in church. I've always known about God, thanks to my parents. I've known the Ten Commandments, the Bible stories. The story of creation fascinates me the most. For the longest time, I wondered if we were just created as some kind of social experiment by God's design. Like he's just watching us and be like, okay, good luck, humans. Um, I was caught in the tension of God doesn't need us to do anything. He's an all-powerful, all-knowing God who can be everywhere at once, so why would he need us? but also God wants us to do something. We see that with the Bible. It's filled with God using a bunch of broken, ordinary people to do extraordinary works. But what does he want to do with this broken, ordinary person? Couldn't tell you. I don't know. Back to the question. Why am I here? Well, I can give you the logistics of quite literally how I ended up right here in Violet Hall, 1000. Um, let's, let's go back to freshman, freshman year. Start at Truman Week in August of 2020. What a year, am I right? 
I just moved into Ryle Hall, and I was exploring campus with my roommate. Shout out to Sienna. I think C and I's biggest flex is that some people still didn't know we were roommates. Um, but secrets out, we were roommates, freshman year roommates. She's incredible, as many of you know. And as we wandered across campus, we noticed some chalk on the sidewalk. So yes, your chalking does do things. Keep it up. Um, we noticed the chalk, talked about this place called CCF. We asked our essay, get this, the one and only Spencer Black. <laughs> um, he encouraged us to come check it out. So we did. We attended almost every Yaw Week event just like many of you did this year or have done in years past. I soaked it all in, joined a small group, and was so excited to meet so many new people, even if it meant we were outside and separated and had masks on our faces. Still a good time. Freshman Mick was so eager, and she had no idea what she was doing. I was hungry, searching. I came to Truman as an undeclared major, but thought I might settle for a math degree or English degree or both, good Lord help me, <laughs> and become a teacher. Fast forward a little bit, the end of freshman year, I was a communication major, had failed an English class, and didn't pass my public speaking class. Ironic, I know. Let's just say we've come a long way. <laughs> The summer before sophomore year, I had this weird tug to become a business major. So I logged into TrueView and changed all of my classes for the fall and declared a new major. I've stuck with this one, seeing that I'm still a business major, but if you asked Reed, he'd still think I'm not in the right major. Now, here I am, a senior. Let me tell you, I still have no idea what I'm doing, full disclosure. See, I had this idea in my mind that if I just found the right major, I would know my purpose. I would understand why I'm here. If I discovered the right job, it would all make sense. I just had to discover my calling, and then this deep hole within me would be satisfied. I'll have all the answers to my questions. Life would have meaning. That seems to make sense. I wish I could tell you I learned this pr a profound answer or how I discovered the purpose of life, but I really haven't. I'm still exploring, still learning, still very much on this journey. In fact, while reflecting back on my college years, I realized I hadn't just buried my life in the world. I'd searched endlessly for answers, but found nothing time and time again. So let's take freshman me again. I just left home, an emotionally unstable home. Had had ba I'd had baggage I couldn't begin to unpack. And I questioned if God was even real, even though I'd been going to church since birth, done all the things, been confirmed, been baptized. I couldn't understand why I was wrestling with such doubt. I looked to the world to bring me comfort and pleasure. What I found were earthly pleasures that only left a deeper hole inside this already lost soul. Life felt meaningless, like I was just killing time until my final day. It didn't make sense. Okay, so worldly pleasures weren't it. 
Now we meet sophomore Mick. We chose a major, so maybe we're on the uphill climb, right? Not quite. Some of my closest friendships were ripped apart that year. I lost friends I wasn't expecting to, and it hurt deeply. Although, new fruitful friendships were formed. That was encouraging. It was painful at first, but then I realized, wait a minute, this community thing is really nice. God feels a little closer when I'm around these people and when I'm at CCF. Maybe if I just keep myself surrounded by these people, I'll be all right. They make life fun. Although over the years, I've been learning that just because something feels like God, it's not quite the real thing. It's not quite God. But Junior Mick thought she had her life figured out. I knew my group of friends. I knew my roles in my ministries and was eager to serve. And I just kept adding things onto my plate, like the typical Truman student does. Good things. They were all good things. Godly things, even. But there reached a point when the burnout was real. Things were starting to get tiring. And ministries aren't perfect. And my friends weren't perfect. And the hurt was real. And undealt hurt just builds and builds. And I'm still trying to figure out how to help that. Now here I am, senior year. And if I'm being vulnerable, I feel quite defeated. King Solomon really hit it on the head. Oh, that's my title. <laughs> um, I want to read from Ecclesiastes 2, verses 17 through 26. So I hated life because the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me. All of it is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. I hated all the things I had toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish, yet they will have control over all the fruit of my toil into which I have poured my effort, the fruit of my toil, oh wait, I read the same thing, and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a person may labor with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then they must leave all they own to another who has not toiled for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. What do people get for all the toil and anxious striving which they labor under the sun? All their days, their work is grief and pain. Even at night, their minds do not rest. This, too, is meaningless. A person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This, too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the, to the sinner he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind.
to be completely real, I do wake up some mornings and I hate life. As someone who has wrestled with depression and has been for the last eight plus years, I have faced days where my conclusion was that life is in fact meaningless. I was chasing the wind. What I wanted to tell you more than anything is this, that me standing here today is living proof that there is a meaning. Your life has meaning. I still struggle and I still fight hard days, but I strive to live this life with God. After all, he is the giver of life. Something someone once taught me when I was in seventh grade blew my mind. They said to me, you take God's breath away. I couldn't quite capture that. I didn't quite understand then. But it's now that I'm at where I'm defeated and confused that I'm starting to begin to understand. The giver of life had sent his son down for not only me, but for all of us. And he had sent him as a sacrifice. And as his hands and feet were nailed to a wooden cross, he took his final breath. We take God's breath away. Why? Also that we could be with God. There was a price that had to be paid and Jesus said, I, I'll do it. It is done. That's why your life has meaning to be with God. See, where I had failed is that I was doing a lot of things for God. And although they were good things, I was doing them for God, not with God. Your life has meaning. You are here for a purpose. Our purpose is to work with God to further his kingdom, to have feasts, to bring justice, to love others, especially our enemies. So the last bit was the part, it's still up here. As a person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and sign satisfaction in their own toil. This too, I see is from the hand of God. For without them, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. All these things that I had searched for in the world. But God was just asking me to please him, and not in a way of build more bricks, do work, do more, but of invite me in. Do it with me. Walk with me. Live by the Spirit. Live with faith. So friends, this is just a small part of my story. I'm sorry it was so heavy. 
but I wanted to be vulnerable that life is not always easy, especially as Christians. We are bound to suffer, and that's okay. Just wanted to remind you that I'm so glad you're here. Go find that purpose. Go find that calling. It's not all the same for all of us, and that's such a beautiful thing. You are loved by the creator of the universe. He created you. Yes, you. And your life has meaning. Would you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for sending your son, God, to die for us so that we could be with you, God. Um, I just pray that you heal our hearts, God, um, that we are reminded to live life with you, not for you. We are thankful for who you are, for being a good and loving father. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.